Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Where did this ferocious determination out there today come from? The media. Every one of them brought us up. This is Paper Talk, the Irish Examiner GAA podcast. Hello there and welcome to Paper Talk, the Irish Examiner's GAA Championship podcast. Well, there's only one show in town this week. That's the All-Ireland Senior Hurling Championship final between Galway and Limerick in Crow Park on Sunday. Now, this week we welcomed Anthony Daly and Ger Cunningham to the Irish Examiner studios to discuss the game and the season in total. But now let's turn our attention to the match on Sunday. Will it be Galway or will it be Limerick? We'll start with Galway, Ger. In terms of the big question mark, Garod McInerney and his fitness or otherwise how important will he be if he is fully fit or do you start him if he's only 80% fit yeah that's that's the big conundrum I suppose from a, from the manager's point of view is that he, he wouldn't have played in three weeks and I would imagine if there's a, a calf injury is what he has he's going to go into the game with very little preparation um, but they were able to adapt the last against Clare they brought Joe Cooney back Big man, perfect uh, to, to Mark Peter Duggan. You know, it was a perfect matchup. So I would imagine they will start him if he's anywhere close to 80% or 90% fit. They will go with him because it, it frees up then putting Joe Cooney back up and, you know, they have, an ex, they have, a, they have a good quality sub to bring on. Uh, but the worry would be like that he wouldn't have a huge amount of hurling or training done. No, but again, I suppose against that and, and the, he, you know, he'd have been training all year and sometimes you get a bit of hunger and you get a bit of hunger back to, to you know, to play in the final He's an experienced player. He's been around a bit. He'll know what to do to get himself right. Uh, but it's a it's a big call. Centre back, big 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 uh, you know big position in the team. You know Kyle Hayes has been. I think he's been really good for Limerick this year. I think he's been a, he's been for a, you know for a twenty year old. I think he's 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 been he's been fantastic to what he's brought to the you know physique. He's well able to hurl the score he got down against Cork in Crow Park when they were four down to bring him back into the game. Really good. It'll be a, so. It's it's an important position. Uh, Centre back is huge, but I think if and if he's anyway right, I think they will start him. In terms of the Galway style, how would you sum it up? Um, like Galway, like they're like they're they're very good hurlers. They're very good hurlers all over the pitch. And uh, as I said earlier on, I think that uh, uh, they will go um, for the juggler earlier on. I think they'll really make it a, make it a pitch like against Kilkenny in the replay in Torres. They went and they went. You know, they were out the gap and they were nearly hauled back in. Same against Clare. They went again early on and they were hauled back in both days. So I think that um, if Limerick can contain them. Uh, and not to be chasing the game because there's only there's only so many times you you get a bit of luck in that situation where they were chasing against Kilkenny and uh, they were chasing against 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 Cork the last day, won you know they won the games you know um, they came back to win it, but I think that uh, you know they're playing against a very experienced team who've been there before and will know how to win a game and know how to close out a game and uh, I that 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 would be my worry for Limerick that, the, that the, if, the, if the lads get five six seven points ahead they might not be able to come back from it so like always style you know they play they. They look, you know, their brand of hurling is lovely. They they mix it up. They go direct. They have a they have a mountain inside in the digital square. Johnny Glenn, who was who was a really real handful, and I think that's one of the big question marks for me as to how they'll handle Johnny Glenn because as Delo said, the Limerick fellas inside there, they're not the biggest. You know, they're not they're not like 
looking the last of my Casey is is was only five foot nine or ten. He's he's gonna have a huge handful of marking Johnny Lynn. So the ball coming in that uh, will be hugely important that Limericks try stop the the extra supply coming in because you know it's a great out to have that you can put a ball in from 50, 60, 80 yards out knowing that they have a guy at the edge of the square uh, who who's well capable of catching the ball. So that that for me is going to be crucial. Uh, but their hurling is they mix it up. They play long. They play short, and they have great hurlers all over the pitch. Dalo's head could explode here if I mentioned the word sweeper. Is is that something that John Kiley might countenance? Given that height dis- discrepancy in the in the full back line, I don't think it'll be an obvious sweeper. I don't think they'll make it. You know, they, you know, I think Declan Hannon will probably play 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 deep if he can, but that causes a problem elsewhere. Then, but that that frees up Joe Canning to to move around the pitch, and you know that's the last man you want to have loose around the pitch. There's nobody marking him. So again, that's in the modern game. The modern centre forward now is 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 going everywhere but centre forward, and you know so there's a lot of loose play around the half forward right on account of that because no one knows who's marking each other anymore. Uh, so I think the, I, I think his I think Declan's natural instinct will be to go back and try protect if they can, and they'll be happy enough for the points to go over once they don't concede a couple of goals. Um, so I don't think they'll, they'll go with the sweeper because they haven't played it all year, but I think that he will play deep. Uh, uh, so from that point of view, it just, uh, it'll, but um, the problem is then if you do that, what do you do with Joe Canning? Okay, Joe Canning. That's, that's, that's what that's I was <laughs> <laughs> uh, You know, Limerick's last final experience was a bad experience when, when with Kilkenny. You remember they put Henry in on the edge of the square and Eddie, Eddie and I think Martin Comfort, was it? At the, uh, well, yeah, they absolutely went for broke early, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised to see Canning inside beside Johnny Glynn early in this one. I, I think they might say let's let's go for goals here early, maybe with Conor Whelan in beside the two of them, and let Kyle Mannion out to centre forward. Where the, if there's a question, Declan Hannans have a good season, like, but if there's a question, is maybe sometimes he's marking. You know, he'll hurl a lot of ball, and and as we saw. Even when the, the two men up against Cork after the men sent off, he gave up some fantastic ball in various days against Kilkenny as well. The one ball in particular that I remember Graham Mulcahy's point, like it had to be inch perfect just outside Paul Murphy. It was it was a it was a brilliant piece of distribution from a centre back. But can be he's a converted forward, obviously, so there can mm. be a tendency to be a bit loose. So then what do you do with Joe if Joe is there? But I, I've just this feeling that they might throw Joe in on Richie English and say, look. How are you going to mark all our big men? Do you know? Um, I that that's just something I've been thinking. Don't know who might try this week. And uh, yeah, Mike Casey has been outstanding at fullback all year. I mean, he was the perfect man for Hoggy the last day. I would say in terms of the cuteness of him and the little flicks and uh, just reading the play very well. He's a very clever player. But the one man he really struggled on this year was John Conlon. And you're you're talking about another three or four inches in Jonathan Glynn. So it is a, a conundrum, and if it was me, and I'm only thinking in my own head, would I be half tempted to put Burns back on a man-marking job on him? And and you can easily, like, Sean Finn could play wing-back, no problem. Richie English can certainly play wing-back. I've seen him play there at club level. Mike can play cornerback comfortably. I, I don't know. I would be half tempted to think of something like that because it is a, it could be a game-changer. But is it very difficult then for a team that has been playing a, a set style and a set formation all year and then changing it for one seventy minutes. Yeah, but I think you you possibly there could have you could have English, Hannon and and Dan Morrissey, do you know, and you could have Burns on the edge of the square. I'm not so sure he's a, a natural full back, but he's very good in the air. He's he's an excellent, you know, 
like Kyle Hayes could play centre-back or full-back is easy. He's an excellent defender as well, as we saw in last year's 21. Uh, but he's doing a great job above and they need him for the puck-outs because they have that twin threat of Hegarty and himself in the air, I think. And Tom Morrissey has really improved in the air as well. So, yeah, it's just, I'd say it's f- severe food for thought for uh, for John over, over the last couple of weeks uh, once he saw Galway coming through. Um, there was a school of thought that they didn't want to see Clare because of the local stuff and the... the the drama that would have been all around that with Shannon and the Galway would suit him better. Um, even talking some of, some of their officials that day in Turles, they were saying, oh no, that's Galway. <laughs> you know, nothing against you, no, Dela, but uh, it would just make life easier going into the final. But uh, it's a different challenge, I think, on 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 this Galway forward line with Glenn. I, I would have done a little bit with our Drahan back over the years, but the Galway Championship used to be held up by objections there. So <laughs> one year we, were, we had him flying it there one year. And uh, Turlock Moore held the whole thing up by about 10 weeks. But I remember bringing him in around me the first night to have a bit of a chat, tell him what we were going to do. And I had seen Jonathan Glynn playing, like obviously at underage. And uh, um, he was coming on to the Galway scene at this stage and, and starting to make his place. And gee, I just couldn't believe the size of him. Earl Tanyan was there as well, who's a monster of a man. But then this fella came in late into the group and I says... Well, Johnny, I, I knew I didn't know what John, Jonathan Glenn looked like as we do, as we do at these days and ages with the helmets. We we don't know what hurlers look like on better winning all Ireland's year in year out. But uh, as he I knew it was Jonathan Glenn. <laughs> just a man mountain. Like I couldn't believe how you do anything with him as a marker. Man mountain physically, Joe Canning, man mountain in every other sense of the word. It looks like a player that a huge weight was taken off his shoulders last September. Ah, yeah, and all that went with it as well, like winning Hurler of the Year as well, Cullum, you know, and, you know, Joe would have been feeling vindicated. I thought that was a great story he told, like, coming up to the final last year about his nephew being out in the garden hurling and uh, he'd the socks up taking freeze and, and, and uh, Joe said, what, what are you doing? I'm TJ Reid, he said, you know, so those little things like, you know, and all of a sudden Joe then is, you know, winning winning his uh, McCarthy Cup medal and, and he's the Hurler of the Year and I think... Probably his destination from when he was a young lad was to arrive at where he did last winter. So for Joe, yeah, it, it would really put the ice on the cake. The body looks a bit rattled, I will say that. I mean, how he finished the Clare game was was amazing and the way he finished it was a sure sign of leadership. I'm not so sure a Joe of three or four years ago would have given that absolute. Mm. I mean, down the stretch against Clare, when he looked to be in, in bits... I mean, to nail the line ball, he won a free off Conor Cleary when Clare were after getting a goal. He really won balls when when um, when they needed him to, which is you know what you want from your 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 marquee forward. And uh, I'm sure Joe has zero training done in two weeks, but it won't affect his skill level. He'll be fine. But I'd say he's been in the Atlantic quite a bit. I'd say getting that body right and lots of physio and everything like that. And uh, yeah, like a Joe's a big day player, Colum, and he's a guy that could could turn a match on his on his own field. Given all of that, Joe, would you consider sacrificing a, a player to just basically be on Joe for the duration of the day? It's a very difficult one, uh, Colum. If you do that, you know, to to sacrifice a player, um, I think they've as well as Joe, they've got some or three or four other very good forwards that you have to look look out for as well. Uh, I don't think they'll do that. Um, Delos one is interesting that they might put him in alongside um, alongside Johnny Lynn. It's 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 one that uh, you know you are, you're always looking to try find that little bit of that you know 
some little space. Where can we make a difference? Where can we find a little edge? You know, even the last day, he he was a wing forward. He moved, and it was the first time he hadn't played centre forward for the last two years. Just trying to find that little bit of an edge. Um, so it'll be. It's a big sacrifice to take away one of your players, and I'm not too sure that Limerick have that man marker in those six backs that you, that uh, that have played all the matches so far. And I'd be surprised Dale mentioned putting Damon Burns back full back. That's you know going from going from midfielder to wing back or to the other side, whatever it is. But going in full back is it's absolutely that'd be to me a huge a huge gamble. And then you know we'd be wondering what would do it into Mike Casey if he's moved to cornerback or whatever. You know the the message you're giving to a guy to your number one full back. That no, you're you know you're going out cornerback because we don't trust you to play fullback, you know. But you know you you could you could understand the reasoning behind it for size. I think they'd probably nearly put Dan Morrissey back there before they put Dermot Burns back there because Dan has played maybe uh, some games at fullback, and again is another big man, uh, and maybe maybe Limerick could afford to lose him from the half back line rather than Dermot Burns, who or I think Richie was McCarthy. or Richie McCarthy. I'd be yeah, I'd be surprised. You know, we've we've had this conversation in the past in a football context, especially when Mayo were playing Kerry and Kieran Donaghy. You know, Mayo seemed to arrive absolutely surprised to find Kieran Donaghy at the edge of his square. Do, do you think, like John Kiley in training this week, that they've been putting the biggest man in the Limerick squad in at full forward? almost like is it a test case for Glenn well I I would think if you, you know the people that are behind the scenes with Limerick I presume Paul Kinnerk you know would be well experienced in that kind of situation it's the one you know any left hand you have in your squad you know be it David Dempsey or, or Dermot Burns or, or whoever it is you know they should be they should be practicing inside there because like I think if my case he starts to compete with Jonathan Glynn on a, from a, on, on, a, on a one-to-one or tries to catch it with him or plays it from behind I think he has no chance I think he has to play from the side or play to the front and get that ball to ground. And that's, you know, that's the modern fullback likes to likes to play with the hand and likes, you know, and he's very good at flicking it away and all that, but I think he needs to stop the ball getting into his hand. If it gets to on, on gets to the ground and gets on deck, well that's I think that's his job done then he'll be looking for the cornerbacks to come in and help him. But I think I think the last two weeks once they knew they were playing Galway, I think they'd be doing work every single day with, with Mike Casey to get, you know, try get that ball. How can you get the ball to ground? And that's if you're not used to doing it, it's it's a it's it's a big ask. And but I believe you know from what I can, you know I've, I've been impressed with Mike Casey in, in the country. like he's he marked Conor Callan earlier on uh, this year in the club championship and did very well against him. And he seems to be a guy who's mentally strong and he's a, he seems to be a good player. So I would think that they'll go with him in, in at fullback and hope that hopefully that he'll uh, he'll be able to he'll be able to get the ball to ground. And I think if he does that, well, that's that's a big trick on from Galway. Okay, we've mentioned big, strong, powerful men. We've mentioned wild cards. I'm going to say Shane Dowling to you, Anthony Daly. Yeah, um, I would nearly have given him men of the match, you know, coming off the bench uh, against Cork. I, I just thought he he just changed the game really um, to show the the, the Leherody to go over and hit that free after coming on. Like I tell you what, that was a it was a big call to let him take it and a big call to stand over it and it, it gave you sense that the crowd. Like John Malan was doing commentary in front of me and he says, but you just feel there has to be a goal, Parik, he says, for Limerick, like six points. Like, you know, just he's two points after coming on and then obviously later on then with winning the penalty and scoring the penalty, it's, it's, it's a call, but I think they'll keep him. I think they'll keep him. Um, you know, starting, would he finish as strong? And I think he's a real asset himself. You know, they, they have a better bench, I think. You know, you look at Peter Casey, you look at Pat Ryan, you know, you look at the lads they can bring on who have really delivered for them. David Dempsey, we'd see him the last day, but, you know, they're capable of coming in and, and turning a game. And uh, 
I think they'll keep Shane. Kevin Downs, obviously, is meant to be... He, the first time all year he made the 26 was against Cork. I don't think he was used at all, even not in the extra time, but he's meant to be flying in training. Like, and there's a reason why John Kiley put you into the... He has 36 on the panel. Uh, I saw his article today, like, and I, I totally agree with him about the panel sizes. It's, it's the hardest part of the job, nearly, Jerry, is not telling the fella he's not in the 15. It's worse telling the fella he's not in the 26. Just torture, like at this stage, everyone knows everyone is carrying 30 odd. Why can't we at least name 30 like we used to be able to name, you know, not so long ago? Uh, is it the sake of four tracksuits for the county board per year or four dinners because they're getting fed anyway? That's a big bugbear of mine, anyway. But um, no, sure, look, I don't think they'll start chain. I think imp- impact so will, will be the thinking there and maybe look. John Henbury has struggled a small bit for form in the last few games. Small bit, like, Shanahar caught the ball off him for the goal, the drawn match, taken off again the last day. No, John had a great year last year. You know, he was superb, like, when he took mm. over from Paul Killeen, who got injured. He, he absolutely was one of their players of the season. But just form is an awful lot going into these games. So they might say to themselves, look, he's the man to pop in there with 20 to go, 18 to go on the clock, you know, and probably three or four injury times. So... I'd say they'll hold him anyway. I, I, I would see them going with Flanagan again. It'd be a big day for him. We were talking a lot about Aaron Galan two weeks ago. The question about his temperament, what we saw against Cork in the drawing game in the Munster Championship down here, was that just a once-off or is it a bit of a concern for you? Uh, I think that was a once-off and I think he'd, he'd, he'd have learned the hard way, had to sit out the next game and luckily enough for them, they got to the draw that evening. So it was a bit like, the aforementioned John Mullan back in 2004, uh, you know, the team saved him sort of really by the performance. Um, if you lost in that situation, you'd really feel guilty and it might, what would it do to your head? But yeah, I don't I don't think he's a, you know, he's not a dirty player. It was a little flick. You can't do it anymore. I know John was probably more animated about Richie English's ribs after the match, but no one saw it. So what can you do? Um, but look, I just think Aaron's biggest thing is to keep his two hands on the hurley when he catches those high balls in around the square because this kicking isn't going great for the Patrick's Well Club at the moment. They need, they need to send up Tony Lean there to do a bit of football training, I think, because the last three kicks were poor enough ones. Well, credit on Murphy, I suppose, for the one against Kilkenny, but the, the two against Cork weren't, weren't hectic by any means. But he has this knack of catching. Well, like he, he created some, like, you know, yeah. on another day. He could I'm wondering, is he dropping the hurley now, Colm? Because like, it's three times now it has happened, like, be unusual if all the time it's been knocked out of his hurley. So, and I'm sure it's something that uh, James Owens will be will be briefed on as well because they watch out for all these things coming into these finals. But Aaron is a very good, you know, he's a great free taker. Has really matured. Again, wasn't a big hit minor, but has matured. I think you know the benefits of being a Mary Eye with Jamie Wall. You couldn't underestimate that. Like has really nurtured him as a guy and a player. And I know his father Damien well. He's a fanatic, and the well, of course, are mm. are fanatics. And uh, so he really has been a top. And like, and outside of him, what a season Graham McKay's having. Do you know what, Mister Consistent, really. And like, took the clear game out of it now, where he really didn't function that day. But and and that clear game was funny. I'd nearly leave it out of the equation for Limerick. It was like a horse, you could nearly forgive the game because they were true. Do you know, they'd done the hard work, really. They were true. Clare had to win. It was knockout for Clare. It was an Innes. And things went against them probably on the day. Clare were really pumped for it um, and gone on top of them. So, Graham McKay, though, outside of that, to me, has, is having the season of his life. Like, a lot of Limerick people would have been saying, where are we going with Graham McKay again? Even though he's only 28, but 
you know, he's had a lot of seasons. He's been playing since he's out of minor, but uh, he's really having the season and just goes to show maybe what a guy like Kinnerk can get out of these guys when the right ball is played up to the likes of Graham Mulcahy. You know, that, that Dermot Burns is not blazing balls anymore, you know, from, from 100 yards hoping for the big massive crowd lift and score that he's spraying the ball to the far corner and that that's that from watching the Clare underage teams that Paul would have had up along Paul Kinnerk, uh you can see it written all over the way Limerick are hurling a bit last year but you could see the transition was hard to make but you can really see it stamped all over them this year Okay Geron that and uh, Dale has mentioned Paul Kinnerk a number of times what does he bring to the table? He brings a lot of experience, uh, Colm. You know he's been involved with Clare um, for a number of years with Davy, and you know having won an All Ireland with them as coach in 2013, you know is from people that 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 that, that you mentioned to him that talk about him like as you know the experience, and you can see it. It's, it's all about this hurling. It's about the way they play. It's all about support play. It's all touch. You know, there's a there's a distinct pattern into it. But you know everyone that that, that have has been involved with him all speak highly of him and and, and the coaching that they're doing. And I just think that they 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 seem to be playing with a lot of composure this year. You know, the, even at times like this, this they're even at, in the, the last day when after the save Nicky Quaid made, they worked the ball up the pitch. You know, and they're doing that a lot more. They're not just blazing it up the pitch. There seems to be a purpose of you know find the man, get get the ball to the to, to, to the guy in the better position. So I think the coaching that he's brought on from 2013 in the last five years, and it takes time, as, as Dale said. It just you know you you can't come in and. You know, to spray a magic wand on something that that'll it'll impact immediately. This takes time for them to buy into his ideas and what he was trying to do. Uh, but I think you know, I, I think we're now beginning to see the influence of, of of his coaching. Okay, on on the field in terms of Limerick, and we've talked about their attack and defence. Who would you say are the the leaders, the guys that will get the show going if things start going against them on Sunday? Well, I, I think you know you, you you look to their squad. Uh, I think Nicky Quaid has been around for a number of years. Uh, he was captain for a bit as well. Uh, that's he's that's taken off him this year, but he's been around a bit, and you know I think he's he's very solid. You know, and I think the the confidence that he got from the save that he made the last day, he's probably one to me. Um, the full back line are very. I think they've, they've been really impressive with their full back line. Sean Finn has been really good. Rich English has been really good. Dermot Burns probably you know is one, definitely one of their leaders. Uh, Hannon obviously is is well able to play. Keen Lynch has, I think has been superb. I think he'd be he'd be in the running yeah. for me as one of the players of the year. The way he's able to, to link the play, I just think he's and been as, f- as Dale has said, take the hits as well oh, yeah. too. Yeah, he's his consistency's yeah. been there every match, you know. But they need all these fellas to play well. You know, Kyle Hayes has been a leader at 20 years of age. You know, I think he's been phenomenal you know, at different times. Tom Morrissey has stood up. Uh, Graham Mulcahy has stood up. Seamus Flanagan down the park. It's been true that it's been they're 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 not kind of relying on one or two players. It seems to be all through their team, plus the guys that they have to bring on, you know, in the as in the subs that they're no they have a very strong twenty one, plus they have twenty one they have twenty six very strong players to pick from, and I think that it's not just no any one player. I think it's it's all through the team, but. Next Sunday is going to be the big test. That you know mm. they, they're going to need all these players. They're going to have to play very well as a team, I think, to win the game. We mentioned refereeing there very briefly. Like the, the most important man on the field won't be wearing a Galway jersey mm. or wearing a, a Limerick jersey. It'll be the man in the middle. 
Yeah, and, and I suppose he, James Owens, is 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 um, is in the middle on Sunday, and he has to. He's you know again. It's I think he's probably the most consistent referee around the place um, of the guys that are there. Um, I think he likes to let it go, but he'll he'll blow for the freeze as well. In in, in if the freeze is there, and that's important as well because both both teams have really good free takers. You know, what I mean, they're. Aaron Galan has been, you know, the last day got some superb frees, like under pressure, got one from the 21 on the sideline there when they needed a score. All those scores that they got at the end of the game, you know, they couldn't afford a miss. But sort of to, I think to have stopped their momentum, they got every single one of them. They've got Shane Downing as a backup free taker, top class, and he showed with his penalty, you know, being able to, uh, to take the penalty. But the one before that, he was just on the pitch 20 seconds, free. 80 yards out and stuck it over the bar superb so the referee is going to be very important but I think it's I think it's a fair appointment there was a bit of controversy during the week about James McGrath I think James Owens has been has been um, has, has, to me is the most consistent referee that, that we have in the game and I think it's a, I, I, I think it's I think, I think he's a good referee and, I, and hopefully he's a good game on Sunday Dalo and that would the two managers have done a lot of video work on the referee what he likes what he doesn't like yeah you would you would do that you'd, you'd see is he kind of pernickety about something be it steps, be it watching out for the hand passes that are throws. There's an awful lot of talk about that at the moment. You know, the, the little things in your own uh, build-up, like I mentioned Aaron Galan, the Hurley being knocked out, like, will you know, you'd be kind of saying to him, Aaron, he'll be watching for this now, you know, so be careful on that. And, yeah, you would. You would study the way he refs, and um, they'll be very aware of him. He's been around the scene for a long time now as well, of the way he refs, and... Uh, Look, I'll learn the finals as well. They they tend to be kind of let go a fair bit, don't they? Um, in the in the kind of Brian Gavin style of, of refereeing that you know want want the best. And that's game what and that's what players want, I think. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. and no, you know, the less freeze the better. And I think the that's what we want. We want to see flow in it, like you know, even watching the football yesterday, like just. To, so stop starting the hand passing across the field. I just thought, oh God, like, you know, speed it up as well. It started lightning fast and it was great scores. And I said, this is going to be a great football game. And then it kind of just wore each other down, I suppose. Yeah. So look, we want to see what we've been seeing all year. And uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, I thought James McGrath was a bit silly, to be honest. Like, you can't be like that. That's like being dropped for the final and pulling yourself off the panel. Like, you know, someone has to pick who, who's in charge on the day. And should the best to look to him, you know, I hope he has a good day. Okay, final question, so lads, because we've uh, had plenty of your time. It is that time now to pick a winner. We'll start with you, Delo. Yeah, honestly, Colm, I, I I find it hard to call it because I do feel Galway running out of energy. I just feel that that energy is is, is probably the right word in, in loads of ways because it's not fitness. You know, you know, Lucas is is, is famed you now at this stage for the way he gets fellas right. Um, and I seriously, driving home on my own from Torless after the Clare replay, disappointed and all as I was, I was just trying to, I came home by Tiptown and Holy Cross to try and uh, avoid the traffic. And that's where my thoughts were. They were on the final now and what will happen. And I say, I say Limerick, Limerick will have savage energy for this. But you know what? I suppose it happens as all the closer it's getting to it. I'm thinking the, the Canning factor. I'm thinking of the, the Johnny Glynn factor. I'm thinking of likes of Conor Whelan and and I'm thinking of Parik Mannion. We're on about Keane Lynch being a contender for Player of the Year. Parik Mannion has to be another very heavy contender for that. I mean, everybody he has marked, he has just swatted him aside this year and uh, was able to step into the centre-back role the last day when Giroud was missing. And The closer it's coming to it, the more I'm leaning towards Galway, I have to say, just on experience and that midfield. You know, Burke and Cohn, I presume Cohn will be given the job of picking up uh, Keane. 
and then you have Bork on Dara Donovan, and that's 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 advantage Galway you're saying because look, Dara is a brilliant player, and he could go out and be man of the match. But on all we know over the years, David Bork really saves his biggest and best for All Ireland final day, and uh, it has won him a couple of All Stars. I'd say in the last few years, he's been so superb. Um, so I, I'd give an edge to Galway, but I think if Limerick are under coattails with 15 to go, you could see Limerick kicking over and kicking on for glory and. I'd love to see that happen, and I have to say, you know, Galway won last year's one. I wouldn't really mind as who won last year's one with Waterford in the final either. It would have been, it would have been fantastic either way. Um, there was a gap, a long gap for Waterford, a, a fairly long one by Galway standards with the underage teams they've produced. But for Limerick, I think you know they've been heartbreaking stories, and you know uh, Henry Martin wrote the book there on limited heartbreak. So for all of those, I think it would be a fantastic day for them on, on Sunday evening and. You know, even after the cock match, I know as as cock people, Joey, you'd have been gutted, but to hear Dolores O'Riordan, you know, being played all all around Crow Park, it would bring a tear to your eye almost. It was a, uh, and if they did win the final, can you imagine the scenes? And uh, I just still think though, that Galway might just edge it by. I, I see Limerick winning on All Ireland in the next year or two. Maybe Galway still hold on to it all the weekend. Sure. Um, I suppose. You have to fancy Galway as favourite. They're going in as favourites. The bookie hasn't have them as favourites, and you know, they're 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 an experienced team. They've been around. They're playing. Their, you know, they're they've, they're there on merit. They're the holders. They've got back to where they wanted to be. Um, but I've been very impressed with Limerick all year. Um, I think they've only lost. They lost once to Clare in this. Uh, I'm not taking in the game in, in Limerick in the quarterfinal league where it went down to 65. So, in essence, they've lost once all year. You know, and that game was full of emotion for them. They had qualified, but. I've been seriously impressed with them. I, I think they're in a great place. Hopefully, the occasion of, of the way they won the semi-final will either, you know, hopefully lift them to on, onto greater things. But I think they will have to play really, really well. Um, but I think the game is in them if they turn up and if they if they perform. And I think if they're if they're there at the start of the game and if they don't get overawed, you know, last year Waterford got got caught at the start five or six points down, and it takes an awful lot of energy to get back into the game. And I think if Limerick can start well, you know, and, and not to be chasing the game. I actually give them really, really good, a great chance to win the game, and I'm going to go for Limerick because I just think that the, you know, there's been something about it all year. I think that if they get a performance from everyone, and I just think that the games, the two extra games for Galway, might just might be a game too far for them. So, uh, I'm, I'm going to keep it in Munster, and I'm going to go for Limerick. And that's it from the Irish Examiner's GA Championship podcast paper talk a special this week with the All Ireland Senior Hurling Championship final on Sunday. Our thanks to Jar Cunningham and to Anthony Daly for joining us here in the Irish Examiner studios. Thanks also to Larry Ryan, the man who put the podcast together as always. Don't forget, you can uh, download the podcast on SoundCloud, on iTunes and on irishexaminer.com forward slash paper talk. We're back again on Monday. We'll be looking back on the big talking points from the weekend and wondering, will we be celebrating in Galway or in Limerick? Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.